Dost have thou a mug of ale for me and me mate? He has been pitched in battle for a fortnight, and has a king's thirst for the frosty brew thus thou might have for thus. I can be your best friend or your worst enemy. You seem to prefer the latter. Hey, Rick! I never made a slam dunk before. Thanks for the boost. How'd you know we're back together? Free cable is the ultimate F. Easy, X, Steven. Silence of the lambs. Hello, Clarice. It's good to see you again. Can I get a knife and fork? There were no utensils in medieval times, hence there are no utensils at medieval times. Would you like a refill on that Pepsi? There were no utensils, but there was Pepsi? Dude, got a lot of tables. You might recognize this song as performed by Jefferson Airplane in a little rockumentary called Give Me Shelter about the Rolling Stones and their nightmare at Altamont. That night, the Oakland chapter of the Hells Angels had their way. Tonight, it's my turn. This concludes our broadcast day. Click. Dude, I'm, I'm excited, though. I'm excited because I didn't know uh, you were a cinephile like that, which is dope. I am. I am. I think I've become more of like a show guy over the last couple of years. Yeah, um, man, with, for sure. With with the kids around, you know, it's, it's easier to look, watch things at 30-minute and hour clips than it is movies usually. But uh, for sure, yeah, it's... I've, movies were a big part of my upbringing and me and my buddies you know we still to this day yeah, you know, quote quote left and right there there are times where we're all asked my wife a serious question and she'll just be like oh, what movie is that from i'm like no so just i'm just asking for a glass of water <laughs> <laughs> oh that's dope let's see how the crowd is tonight okay. <laughs> yeah uh, welcome to the No 15 Allcast. Uh, it's your boy Seven Seas, and uh, tonight I'm joined uh, by an awesome gentleman. His name is I don't know. I don't know how to uh, how to call him yet. I'm, I'm thinking the Don for now, unless he gives me another nickname later on. Uh, Mr. Bettino uh, is in the I've, house. I've been known as the Take It Ease for quite some time now. Oh, uh, okay. So take the Take It Ease uh, is on That's the show great. with us. <laughs> awesome man. We're gonna talk about Cable Guy. So. Yeah, this is the third part in the cult classic series. My man Rotino is a big fan of uh, the movie. I, I always like to start off the show with a little how, how was your week kind of thing. You know, anything crazy happened this week. Just kind of real life stories. You know, people get to know us a little bit. So how, how was your week, man? Anything crazy? Yeah, well, you know, Monday through Friday are pretty structured when you got little ones. You know, wake up, get them to school, work, get them fed, get them to bed, watch a couple shows, go to sleep, right? That's... That's yeah. Monday through Friday, but my Jets uh, drafted pretty well this weekend, so I, I was I was big oh. on that Thursday, Friday, and Saturday as as a Jet fan. And uh, you know your your main season is the off season because yeah. once September comes, your your hopes and dreams get crushed pretty soon, and you're you're looking forward to the next draft by October. So it's a big yeah. week for me. Uh, yeah, my man uh, Stephen, you're in, you're in New York. I mean, I'm in, you know outside of Chicago. Um, I can relate as far as like football goes. I feel like Jets fans and Bears fans kind of go through the same pains every year. You know. Uh, yeah, you know what it's like to draft a quarterback that uh, that you put all your hopes and dream into, and, and and doesn't doesn't bring it home for you. Yeah, I I don't think we've had a good quarterback in like ever, and I'm almost forty. I'm in my forties now, so yeah, that shit. Uh, 
I haven't seen a, when there was a good quarterback and we won the Super Bowl. I was too too little to remember. It was like eighty five or something. So yep. Well, I go um, I go I go back to Joe Namath at sixty nine. So <laughs> I was I, man. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, but yeah, no, I, I hear I hear you on the kid thing for the week. Like that's that's pretty much I'm the same way. And the only things I do because they're little right now, I like I. Uh, I always tend to mention like the little things that end up happening when I'm watching them and my wife's not around. Uh, yeah. So this week, let me see what crazy thing happened. Nothing, nothing too bad except, um, yeah, I think that my son, the one year old who's kind of like starting to crawl and like walk and shit. He, uh, he doesn't, you know they're at the age where they don't listen like no matter what like they think they could do everything so he kind of crawled on top of a a bin and uh it's like next to this basketball hoop like one of them uh like play like play school little hoops and shit right and it's up against the wall and i kept telling them dude you're gonna fall and i'm gonna let you fall i kept telling them like you're gonna fall right and i guess i'm a terrible parent because you know he fell right and even though like that's see that's the difference between usually between mothers and fathers right mothers uh are overly attentive Uh, they don't they don't let them fall and learn their lessons that way you know they they put them in a bubble and and dad's kind of you know they let them learn their lessons a different way i don't Uh, know which one is the right way hopefully you get some balance between the two but we'll see we'll see if he falls again then you then you did the right thing i mean if he doesn't fall again you did the right thing his legs were like a cartoon, like you know when he, he got stuck like that, and his legs were just like twirling up like this, like uh, it was in an awkward position. It was really funny, but that's about the the worst thing that happened this week. But yeah, man. Other than that, everything was good. You know, work. You know how work is. Uh, sure just do. grinding. Um, that's uh, that was about it for the week. So cool. We can roll into our uh, our first segment, which I like to call the uh, "What Are You Watching" segment. So. Now play. Now play. Motion picture. Motion picture. What are you watching? Now play at a motion picture theater near you. What's he watching now? All right. So, Retino, what you watching, man? Any movies? Any shows? I just finished two shows recently. I just finished uh, Peaky Blinders. I got the 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 series finale out of the way, and uh, recently finished Severance, which I thought was, Mm -hmm. was fantastic. Uh, I started watching uh, the HBO show about the family with the media empire. The name's escaping me right now. I'm oh, in the middle succession. Of season three. Succession, succession, dude. That's it's, just like crack. <laughs> there's, there's not a, a single redeemable character <laughs> no. in that show, but yet I, I find myself watching. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's what I've been binging on lately. And then we've got... Uh, the Netflix series is just back Ozark, so I'm gonna I'm gonna have to get on those final episodes. Those just got released on Friday night, so that's that's probably where I'll shift to because the other one's getting a little old on me. So I'm, I'm definitely gonna yeah. get Ozark knocked out. Nice. Would you recommend um like Peaky Blinders to people in Succession or uh, Severance? For sure, Se- Severance without a doubt. Uh, it's 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 wonderfully weird. It's funny. It's it's suspenseful. It's a, it's a little bit of everything. You know, to, to just to give a little premise, if, if somebody hasn't heard of the show yet, basically you have this company that where if you work for it, you agree to have a process performed on you where they separate your memories. So when you're at work, you have no clue who you are when you're outside of work. And when you get home from work, you have no clue who you are when you're in work. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, so, you know, so naturally, I think a company that's willing to do this procedure on people doesn't really have the best intentions at, at heart. And anybody who would agree to get it done themselves probably isn't doing it for the healthiest reasons either. So it's mm -hmm. it's 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 a unique concept. Uh, ben Stiller, interestingly enough, director of the Cable Guy, directs this. You get Christopher Walken, John Turturro, uh, Patricia Arquette. So there's some you know some heavyweight actors in there as well. It's, yeah, I, I I can't suggest it enough. I, I thought it was great. And then Pe Peaky Blinders is is very good too. It's uh it's Sopranos, but it's you know it's it takes place Soprano like, but it takes place. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, post World World War in uh, over in Britain, and it's kind of a, a guy rags to riches kind of story about a guy and a and a you know crime family that he starts from scratch after the war. It's it's good. It's a good show. Yeah, man. So, <clears throat> how about you? What are you What are you watching? Yeah, I, I'm I'm because of you. I've ended up watching both of those shows. I gotta say, because mm -hmm. um, I was in, I kind of finished up some stuff recently. So then I started watching. Uh, Peaky Blinders as well. It's definitely dig it. I get like a kind of like Boardwalk Empire vibe from it a little bit. I don't know if you've ever, you know, if you've seen Boardwalk oh, yeah. Empire. So it's kind of set in those early days, like early industrial days in a way. And then, yes, I just started watching Severance. Man, this shit's like messed up. <laughs> it's messed up in a good way. Like you can't stop watching it. And I think right now a lot of it is um, the mystery about what's what the real motive might be uh in that company to me right. so far that i'm like i'm like just super intrigued in it even my wife who only saw like bits and pieces of it she's like i was like so what do you think she's like yeah i've only seen a little bit of it but it seems really good so uh that's probably the best way to tell you like to check it out it's just uh it'll keep you guessing i think i'll, I'll tell you this because there's nine episodes if when you sit down to watch episode eight make sure you've got the time to watch episode nine because it's one of those where the episode eight oh. leaves you just dying to see the next episode. And I watched it mm -hmm. in real time. So, you know, waiting a whole week for that episode, it was, <laughs> I, I couldn't wait for that next episode. To come oh, to man. They just leave you on a cliff. You're just yeah. like, what? Yeah. How do you end it right here? That's crazy. Um, yeah. So I've been watching those. Um, I've also been watching Moon Knight, obviously. I think a lot of people are into that right now. Moon Knight's just crazy. Really amazing acting without giving away any of the plot by uh, oscar isaac in that show probably nothing like um any other mcu movie or show you've seen before it's just a different type of character um so i can't recommend that enough too um even if you're not into like superhero stuff like my wife hates that stuff like she'll she won't watch it with me but she's like man this show is good so she's actually watching it with me i'll give it a try i'm not, I'm not a superhero guy usually but yeah it's I'll, I'll it's tripped out man and then this this comedy show it's older um, it's called, uh, your pretty little face is going to hell. Um, <laughs> it's funny, man. It's only like 10 minute episodes. I think it was on adult swim a couple years ago and somebody recommended it to me. And it's basically about, um, what if hell was run like an office? And like, that's pretty much the whole premise. Like Satan comes by the cubicles and tells these demons to do shit. And like, they always mess it up. Like they always mess it up. And it's just super funny, man. The way they mess it up. 10 minute episodes. Uh, that's, that's smart. That's like almost yeah. like the, that's like the the TikTokification of a, of a TV show right there. Yeah. Just a little yeah, man. snippets keeps and, you going. And that's, and that's how it got me. Cause I was like, they're, they're not long, you know? And like you said, we don't have a lot of time. So I was like, I was like run through a couple of episodes and man, by like the fourth episode, I was like, man, this shit is funny. I got to keep watching it. And it's just the, the stuff that happens. Um, but yeah, de definitely. If you're looking like a, for a comedy show and you don't have a lot of time, check that one out. I think you'll like it. Um, 
and I think that's about it. Any new, I haven't been watching a lot of new movies. Um, been watching old movies for. I, I got another uh, podcast I'm gonna be on tomorrow night, and they do nothing but like cult films. Uh, shout out to Antonio Cult Worthy. Um, be on his podcast talking about Omega Man. So uh, I grew up. My pops watching a lot of those old sci-fi flicks. My brother, I got older brothers. They were watching like them old Charlton Heston flicks. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So um, definitely, it's gonna be fun to talk about that. So I've been watching those older flicks, and we're gonna do a whole month on Marvel. So kind of ramping up for the summer and stuff. Yeah, the last the last movie I saw was uh, was Coda. I, I liked it a lot. It was, was it, it was good? A good yeah, I heard yeah. it. I heard that was really good. No, I, I feel like Apple, Apple TV, as far as the streaming services goes, might mm-hmm. be the best bang for your buck right now. Five bucks. I mean, there's, there's some great content they're putting out they, there. Dude, Mythic Quest is amazing on Apple TV. Yes, yes. <laughs> that shit is <laughs> great. So, yeah, I, I, can't, I, I can't disagree. Like, I feel like a lot of their shows have been really good for, especially for just starting out and not having a lot of them. But they're, the ones they have are very, like, the quality is really good. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. Nice. All right, man. Cool. We could run into our flashback segment then real quick. Uh, go back in time. Doc, I'm from the future. I came here in a time machine that you invented. Now I need your help to get back to the year, back to the, back to the, back to the, back to the year. Uh, the year is 1996. Uh, yo, so do you have anything, like any interesting things from that year? Like anything? 96. Well, a personal story, the, the, the Yankees, uh, I'm a Yankee fan, won the World Series in 96. And I, at that point, I was a freshman at Clemson University. So oh, I was, wow. you know, I was a stone's toss from Atlanta. So and I know watching the, the World Series in the dorm, there was a ton of Atlanta, Atlanta Braves fans there. So mm-hmm. it, was, it was super sweet to watch the, you know, the Yankees win, this, win the World Series in front of a bunch of Braves fans. So I don't, I don't know how endearing I was to, you know, as I entered the building, but it was, it was great. I was 18 years old then, right? So that's, uh, you get the world in front of you at that point. That's, that was a good year. One other thing, uh, Nintendo 64 was released in 1996. Nice. Four of the highest grossing films in 96, uh, were from Disney, man. So they had like the rock, which I guess was probably made by Buena Vista. I think that was like a, like a subsidiary of Disney hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh, 101 Dalmatians and Ransom. And they, wow, that's crazy. Each of them made more than 300 million individually. That's like, those aren't even like, like I wouldn't think of that. Like those movies made that much money. <laughs> yeah, The Rock, I could see. But well, I, I was looking at the movies too from 96 and uh, Jerry Maguire was on there. I know that one was a, you know. Yeah, that was a hit. That was a hit, but uh, the, the two I saw that grabbed me that kind of you know go along with the cable guy as far as being kind of an off, an offbeat comedy at Train Spotting, uh, yeah, and, and Fargo, both '96 movies. So those are great movies too. Those, both those are good movies. For sure. Yeah. Uh, shit, nine, Independence Day, and came out '96. Yes. Yep. Big time uh, budget, like uh, for that time, seventy-five million. Uh, that's that's a lot of money. But it made eight hundred and seventeen million at the box office. That's fucking crazy for '96. There's movies that don't make that now. Uh. <laughs> you know, I don't pay. I don't pay attention to, 
into the numbers too much, but I'd imagine it's it's got to be going down. The, kid, the the height of movie going has to have passed us, right? With I mean, with all the with everyone's ability to, to see things one way or the other. Yeah, you know, from home. It's, yeah, definitely. Um, it's like if it's not like a big Marvel movie or like a superhero movie or something like super um, like effects wise in it, it's not going to make like a lot of money. Like Batman just came out, you know, I think that's the one that's made the most money recently. Um, and before that was like Spider-Man. I, I guess they know it because there's, you know, there's movies that are releasing straight to streaming service like, you know, Apple, Apple go to Apple TV, right? So, yeah. Uh, All Eyes on Me came out that year too, bro. Oh, Tupac. Okay. Yeah, that's a like a double album. I think it was classic. Like it's a classic hip hop album right there. Mad Cow Disease it was ninety six. Oh. <laughs> everyone was everyone was freaking out about the Mad Cow Disease. That's right. I remember in high school people yep. were talking shit about that. Yep. They uh, <laughs> they basically said, you know, coming out of UK, they couldn't export any meat for a while. They were everyone was everyone was losing it for a bit. Oh man, I forgot about that. Everyone's like, "Yo, what if we eat this burger right now and it's got mad cow disease?" Yeah, those those are those fake ass pandemics before COVID came around <laughs> and showed us what's up. <laughs> you ain't lying, man. Uh, yeah, and then shit, the cell phones back then. I mean, that was when like the flip first Star Tech came out. The thing, the Motorola joints. Uh, the little like the pre what was that phone called? Uh, the Razor, remember the Razor, the Motorola Razor? Oh, for there sure. There was one right before that. It was like a Motorola that was a flip phone too. The Razor, StarTech. Yeah. Yeah. Every, everybody I knew that was selling weed went from a beeper to a Razor that year. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh, I think that's about it. I don't have any other really interesting factoids about that year. So, uh, real quick, the movie is The Cable Guy, 1996. Uh, a couple of the stars, Jim Carrey, Matthew Broderick, Jack Black, Leslie Mann, uh, George Siegel, directed by Ben Stiller, who actually has a, some cameo bit parts in there. Uh, there's, a, there's a good amount of cameos in that movie, as a matter yes. of fact. You get, you get Eric Roberts, who, uh, yep. as quick as it was, you know, he, the, the, the parody on the, the salmon, <laughs> I think it was Sam called Sweetra. Brother Sweet Brother, the killing of Stanton Sweet, right? Yeah. You, you had Owen Wilson. That's that's an early Owen Wilson. He's the guy in the the restaurant uh, that goes on a date with Robin. Uh, yep. You had both Bob Oden, Odenkirk and uh, David Cross both in that. From Mr. Show, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Kyle, Kyle Gass as well. He was a uh, very small role, but he was one of the guys on the couch towards the end. That uh, you know that once the cable went out, picks up the he book at, at the, the end. Book. Yeah. Yep. yep. Nice. Cool, man. Let's run into the uh, the wheel of names, bro. I hope you like this this real quick. So no doubt. Today, one of these lucky contestants will win right here on Wheel of Names! <laughs> okay! <laughs> Alright, so let me uh, let me share the wheel here real quick. Uh, okay. Let me bring it up. So since uh, this is uh, Take It Ease's first time on the show, uh, we're going to show them the names on there. Say uh, Retino, <laughs> say The Don. And I'm new here, so it's me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> see where this is heading. I want you to spin the wheel anyway, just to see which one of me is going to do this. All right. So uh, here we go. This is the closest to Price is Right I'm getting, huh? Hey! It's the Don. <laughs> 
All right. So, uh, you know, you'll get 30 seconds to tell the listeners what the movie The Cable Guy is about. And whenever you're ready, I'll give you a three, two, one, and then you'll see the clock on the screen. Let's, let's do it. All right. So three, two, one. So the movie picks up with uh, Stephen Kovac, who's recently broken up with his girlfriend, moves into his own apartment, and as he's getting it set up, orders cable to be set up. The cable guy comes in. Uh, he hooks him up with free cable. And before you know it, a friendship emerges. They go here. They go there. Uh, he even helps him get his girlfriend back and then ends up being a crazy stalker. And the rest of the movie about him trying to get rid of that stalker. <laughs> you know, nice. that 30 seconds went a lot quicker than I thought it would. I, I had more time. <laughs> nice, man. That was pretty good. You, you saved it there at the end. Uh, that's yeah, I, I, I squoze the last hour and a half into the last three seconds. <laughs> oh, man, dude. That was awesome. It's The movie came out in 96. We're, what year is it now? 2022. So that's like 36 years ago. 2022 or 2020 that's 26 years oh no 26 years so bad at math um how how did it feel to you watching it again this time like i i watched it again today and i i haven't watched it in a couple years and i laughed just as hard as as when i watched it years ago um you know there's just there's some real powerhouse scenes in that movie you know there's there's you know, there's about five scenes where it's just turning Jim Carrey loose and letting him be who he is and doing what he does, and it's 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 funny. It's funny. It's a you know, some people call it dark. I don't. I I know it falls under that category. I, I personally don't think so, but yeah, it's, it's, um, you know, and I I think you know, other than obviously Jim Carrey being a, a psycho, uh, uh, Matthew Broderick really just he plays the straight guy really well in that movie, painfully well. <laughs> you just feel you feel bad for him, but, you know. But you know, interesting enough, I don't I don't know if it's just me or not, but I, I found myself rooting for the cable guy the entire movie. I wow. never. I don't, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if this says if that says there's something wrong with me, but I just, you know, I'm pulling for him the whole time. No, I think. Uh, yeah, and I agree with you. It's like so different now as as I'm older. I haven't seen it in a while. And uh, there's definitely I picked up a lot more nuances this time as I'm older now watching it. And I, I could totally see that point of view of cheering for him, like throughout the movie now, like because because you realize what he's been through and like how he kind of grew up and shit. Um, I think there are, like I'll give you some example, like the basketball scene, right? Yeah. If, if, I, if I ever play ball, somebody comes in and jumps off somebody's back, dunks and breaks a backboard. I'm, I'm not getting mad and leaving the game. Right. <laughs> if my girlfriend left me and the cable guy helps me get her back, you know, I, I think he did everything right. As far as I'm concerned, he was a man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> did he have some abandonment issues? Sure. You know, but hey, if, if he did the right thing by him the whole time, everything would have turned out differently. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I have it in my notes too the the basketball scene, and I also have like. Jim Carrey is amazing as Chip Douglas. He literally probably is what it would be like if someone was raised by their TV. Like, dude was uh, quoting all the time, uh, you know, using names of characters from up, shows. Up until the end of the movie when he thinks he's dying. He's... All the way. To, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All the way until the very end. 
Um, but that scene is like now what people would say is cringe. Like that whole scene to me, the basketball scene, because the dude just shows up and everyone's like, who is this guy? And like he doesn't really know him yet at that point. And uh, they start like he's like, oh, no, I'm on Steven's team. And uh, he's like, hold on, I got to warm up. I got to get my hammy, warm up my hammy. <laughs> so he starts yeah, he doing sprints. Meet, meet me under the boards, you'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and he starts doing sprints, and, and he's wearing, like, old-school all-star covers. <laughs> oh. And you, you, there didn't need to be a script there. He just he just showed up, and he did. He just, he just went yeah. off. And Jim, that's the thing, man. I feel like he is – this movie in particular, I think there's still things from this movie that I'll still say now because of what he said in that movie. Because he's, like – a lot of his roles, I feel like, in the 90s, a lot of his stuff was so quotable. That it just sticks with you, you know. Um. Yeah, I, I think this was like the the turn to like, you know, this is where his I think it's his first character that had had some edge to it, right? Like you yes. had Ace, yeah, Ace Ventura, yeah, uh, you know, he had the stuff he did on Living Color, and he was always, you know, he's always a goofball and slapstick, mm-hmm. but like, you know, that this this was the first character that where you know he started so much showing some chops and going a different direction, and obviously, you know, through his career, he, you know, he ended up at doing. You know, spotless mind, eternal sunshine, spotless mind, which was you know completely different direction, but yeah, it shows some chops there. I agree with you. I, th- I think that's the reason that some people didn't like this movie. Yeah, I, I read some reviews that. today. I read some reviews today, and I, I just think people need to maybe not take themselves so seriously. I don't know what it is. I don't know how, but yeah, yeah, and I, I think that was like I think it was just audience p- was like expecting him to be that what he had been before and to see him actually put, you know, put, I guess, you know, his charisma into a character that wasn't just like slapstick, just goofball. Actually, like you said, give him some edge and like people weren't, they weren't ready for it or something, man. But I thought it was awesome. Uh, Everything in it, you know, (laughs) it's just so much stuff in that movie, too. Yeah. You know, the, the, the big, the basketball scene, obviously uh, medieval times, another another great one i know i i've seen some seen some things on it where they say that the, the one scene that was improvised is when he grabs uh matthew broderick's or stephen kovacs's character's chicken skin and mm-hmm. puts it on his face and he does the uh silence of the lambs and yeah. then Clarice, it's good to see you that was that was that was completely yeah off the cuff because you can even see in the shot you can see matthew broderick is cracking up and <laughs> he lost it yeah <laughs> That is one thing um, a lot of other actors that worked with him before have said that it's hard to do scenes with him because he's, like, legit making you laugh. Like, yeah, he must break hard. everybody. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I've, I've seen the movie 50 times, and I watch it today, and I'm still you know, laughing like it's the first time. <laughs> that medieval times scene, um, I, I, I do have a couple scenes to share um, with with the listeners, but that is one of the best, best scenes to me too, man. Um but kind of like before we get into that, like, do you think it was odd or awkward, like how he just kind of, you know, made himself his friend by of hooking course. up the cable? <laughs> like, he's a he's a lonely guy, clearly with a history of, of trying to find friends in all the wrong places. You know, how do you think he he got in there though? Like, he, you, how do you think, like the whole. I know we we know he's like kind of, kind of have a stalker aspect to him, uh, the character in a way. You think he followed him from the old place with his girlfriend to the new place? 
yeah, I mean, he when he meets him, he says, you know, I did my research. I see where your cable was last installed. So, you know, it's, you got to remember this is 96. So it's not like, uh, you know, the, the internet wasn't what it is now. It's not like he had all this information readily available. So he had to, yeah. he had to be, he had to be following him. Yeah, that's crazy, man. <laughs> what do you think about it? You know, he's like, uh, this guy's not with the girl anymore. You can make him my friend. <laughs> well, that's that's what that's that's one of the great lines when uh after the basketball match he goes you know Stephen kovacs is all mad and he's yelling at him and he goes uh, you know friends don't speak to each other like that Stephen." and he goes because we mean friends i don't even know you and he goes let's change that let me buy you a heineken <laughs> <laughs> he does say that oh my god dude he does say that uh <laughs> yeah and he's like uh what did he say? Oh, I never made a dunk before. Thanks, thanks for helping me make thanks my first dunk. Thanks for the boost, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's, oh just, he's constantly seeking the uh, the attention he didn't get as a child. Clearly. Um. <laughs> so wait, after that scene, when do they end up in medieval times? Oh my God, that's another scene. So he hooks him up, and she comes over to watch Sleepless in Seattle. Right? Isn't it after that? That's right. Exactly. He he gives him he gives him the oh line to God. give her. She bites. She she bites. She comes over, and he purposely cuts his cable, so that he'll need him, right? So <laughs> so the movie doesn't start. He he goes to call him, and the phone even rings. He's already knocking at the door. Uh, you know, turn and then just you know flips the switch to uh, turns on the cable after he agrees to hang out with him the next night, and that's when they go to medieval times. Funny how that works, right? He says something like that when he opens the door. <laughs> he says some shit like that. <laughs> when you need funny someone. How, funny how you call when you need something. Yeah. And then, yeah, he's holding a piece of cable and shit. And that shit is funny, too, man. Because he's like, he's like, what's with the cable? He's, he's like, is there a problem with your service? <laughs> and then he tries to, like, peek in there and, like, see see what she looks like. Like, he forces himself through the door. Oh, Such my a God, creep. Dude. Dude, it's so crazy. And then he's like, all right, pick you up tomorrow at 6 or something like that. And then uh, that's when they end up going there. Oh, my gosh. Wow, um, we're actually, we're, no, we're off because they go, because he takes them to the satellite dish, too. You're right, you're right, you're yeah. right. He takes them right. to the satellite dish then. So my timing's off. I know he takes them to the satellite dish after that. Maybe that's, no, no, medieval. No, no, nah, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, because he, he, uh, after he hooks up the cable, that's when he invites him out. And he's like, oh, yeah, we should you should do that sometime. He's like, how about tomorrow at 6? Yeah, no, then, it's definitely uh, medieval times after the cable thing. That's right. The the uh, cable dish scene was before that, for um, sure. I got one of the moments in that medieval time scene, and I'll, I'll share it real quick. And uh, it's the scene where they got picked to you know participate in the event. And, and uh, another cameo, Andy Dick is playing the, uh, is playing the, the guy who's the, the, the master of ceremony over at Medieval yeah, Times. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I find myself saying that in my head sometimes, like the way that Andy Dick says it. Welcome to Medieval Times. Times. <laughs> for a night of fight and feasting for the likes that you'll never forget. <laughs> Jim Carrey's sitting there just wording it as he says it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and then Janine Garofalo is there too. The she's like the waitress, and then she's like, "Got a lot of tables, I, dude." I, I use I use that line to this day whenever I'm busy at work and somebody asks me for something. I just say, "Dude, I got a lot of tables." Nobody knows what the hell it means, but it works for me. Oh my gosh, um, yeah, this part I still I still find myself doing it sometimes in my head for no reason. So yeah, check it out. It's so stupid. 
like when Spock had to fight Kirk on Star Trek. Best friends forced to do battle. This isn't funny, will you stop it? The name is Spock. If we don't battle to the death, they will kill us both. This isn't Star Trek. <laughs> like, even if you've never seen that scene in your life, you're gonna end up quoting this shit because of fucking Jim Carrey, man. You know, it's like I never, I, I was familiar with Star Trek, but like to the extent of the way he's quoting it throughout this scene is I was never that familiar with it, but now I know exactly what he's talking about because of the way he did it. Uh, <laughs> so dumb. And he does his own theme music and he does that later on in the movie too. But it's like so funny, man, to hear him do that. Then you got, uh, you know, another scene I just love cause it gets, it's because of how uncomfortable Steven is when he plays porno password with the family. <laughs> yes. After Steven gets out of jail, when he, dude, that's that scene is is unbelievable. The uh, yeah, the jail scene too, and he's like, uh, oh, like Midnight Express, <laughs> Midnight, yeah, Midnight Express or something. He's like, oh, oh Billy, <laughs> oh Billy, he says Billy. <laughs> he's like, what are you doing? Stop it! You're gonna get me killed. And the guy next to him blows him a kiss. <laughs> he's like, what? It worked in Midnight Express or some shit. <laughs> and then and then you realize like he is so like connected like how much power cable has at the time because like he's like he's the guy that put me in here and then he's like hey birdie how's that sports back <laughs> <laughs> yeah well it's actually and this is this is another scene it's the it's the cop from the karaoke party that ends yes. up arresting steven and getting him in, getting him in job oh man yeah. yeah, he totally like sabotages him. And then like now, you watch it now on a rewatch, and you see how he was kind of setting him up, like throughout the movie, right? Like you see the stuff that he does, like taking the Polaroid pictures, you know, uh, recording him, like clearly not his first time stalking somebody. Dude, it was crazy. He set up that video for his job to get him canned. It was like, damn, dude, with that, um, with that, his boss. He was talking about the hair plugs. Yeah. I was like, man, it's messed up. <laughs> the portal password was, yeah, that was a funny scene too. Because he's just acting it out the whole time. Because that's after he gets out of prison and he goes home. And it's like an intervention almost. Uh, get that feeling at the time. Like, how good do you think Steven's character was, like, played by Broderick? I know you said you liked how he was, like, the straight guy, but. Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. I mean, he, he, it's it's what made it so. You know, so uncomfortable at times. So just how well he played that—that that kind of, uh, you know, unassuming kind of didn't see it coming kind of, you know, good. It just made it that much easier for Jim Carrey to mess with him. Yeah, I, I like. I, I didn't think, like, especially watching this the first time. Um, and if you're not familiar with Matthew Broderick at the time, like you, everyone knows him from like Ferris Bueller's Day Off, right? Yeah, like cooler than the other side of the pillow in that movie. Yeah, so you just think, yo, this dude is like. 
That's the that's another thing that probably threw people off when they saw the show. Like, yo, he's gonna be funny like he wasn't Ferris. So I was like, no, he's he's playing the straight guy in this one, you know. So it's like uh, Jim Carrey's the one that that twists him <laughs> and turns him into like uh, <laughs> an angry dude sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah, like you said, other the other actors that like kind of have big parts like Jack Black, Andy Dick. Uh, Janine Garofalo, Owen Wilson, the bathroom scene is yes, another one that. The restaurant. Uh, <clears throat> oh man, which is well, it's kind of like before. Like it, it's he finds out that she's going out on a date, but that's the night that they're having the karaoke jam uh, because something else that Chip did was like put a bunch of shit in his apartment without him knowing. Uh, the whole like sound system and the TV. <laughs> I got you the deluxe karaoke machine. Big screen TV, THX quality sound that makes George Lucas cream in his pants. <laughs> if you're somebody who's taking the liberty of updating your home entertainment system. He's like, you have to get this stuff out of here. <laughs> he like freaked out. Yeah, he, uh, he gave him pretty quick, though. He's like, ah, my guy with the truck is near till next week. Is fine, I believe it or Yeah, okay, it's fine. <laughs> And let's and let's throw a ranger before we pick it up. Sure, no problem. Yeah, and then that's when you kind of meet like, I guess would you say they were his friends or his customers? Right, they're more just like his customers because they're such an odd group of young people. So weird. You have the soothing sounds of Raul, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that dude is that dude was in the Warriors, man. I just uh we did the Warriors a couple weeks ago. Sean was on that show and that was like the leader of the orphans in that movie, The Warriors. Raul was? Yeah, Raul was. And I was like, oh, oh shit, that's, that's dude. <laughs> I was that's laughing. great. Uh yeah, you know, the, and, uh, the cop, the I didn't know this until I when I was watching today. I was like, this cop looks so familiar. The one that uh is at the karaoke party and then mm -hmm. arrest even later. So his name is Charles Napier. Uh, he was in Silence of the Lambs, Rambo, Austin Powers, Blues Brothers. Uh, I remember him from Austin Powers. He's oh, one of the he's one God. of the generals. He was one of the generals in Austin Powers. Um, but it turns out he also uh, did the soundtrack. He did the uh, he did the growls, the growl tracks for Incredible Hulk, the TV series. What? Yeah. Oh no way. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was just looking because I'm like, this guy's face looks so familiar. So I'm like, oh, that's right. And then it was on IMDb. So I keep reading down and I see that he did the growl I, tracks for Hulk. I actually remember him from Blues Brothers. He was one of the the sheriff cops, I think, that, uh, that was like uh, chasing the Blues Brothers. Cop or a military man, one of the two. Yeah, man. Damn, that's funny. Um, yeah, and this is one another film like where you probably have never seen Jack Black act like a normal person before, like he does in this film, like he's not even trying at yeah, all to be like funny or anything. Yeah, no stretches there. Yep. He's, he's like, maybe he's I'll get the, my camera. Usually back. the one overacting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when they were supposed to go to a concert, he just plays the sensible, jealous friend. Yeah. It. He's. At the karaoke party, he's sick. Hey, Steven's changing, man. You're gonna have to get used to that idea or something. And he's like, he's like, I, got, I don't know what your deal is, Chip Douglas, but I'm gonna find out. Don't dig too deep; you might get burned by the molten lava. 
and he's like, thanks for taking my invite. He's like, you didn't invite me, Steven did. That's <laughs> so dumb, man. Oh, my gosh. Some and... passive-aggressive energy there as they're vying for Steven's friendship. Yep. <laughs> and um, <laughs> the whole, like you said earlier, the whole um, – is it the Steven Sweet thing? Oh, Sam Sweet, Sam Sweet. Sam Sweet, yeah. The whole case that's happening, like, in the background. Oh, man, that shit is funny to me. Yeah, well, uh, there's, you know, I mean, there's... Yeah, I'm, I, maybe I don't read deep enough to see exactly what he was trying to do there. with, But, you know, TV plays a role throughout the whole... Movie. You got Chip Douglas, who was kind of, you know, babysat by the TV as a kid because he didn't get attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, the you'll notice there's tons of scenes where the TV is always on in the background playing a role, whether it's the Sam sweet case, you know, mm-hmm. plenty of times throughout them. Just there's, there's always something going on with the TV in the background. Yeah. Uh, I remember MTV news. There was, uh, came in a couple of times, but mm-hmm. I think that's also like a, a parody for like the Menendez brothers. Mm-hmm. That thing happened in the nineties, like you know, they killed their yeah. parents. And I think like kind of like the obsession of, uh, Maybe the U.S. or America at the time with like watching trials because of like O.J. trial two happened in the '90s, so they they kind of have that in the background running like right. oh everyone everyone's at the trials and in this the the Eric Roberts is coming out before the trial's even over they're like <laughs> you don't have to wait for the trial to end we've got the show Sammy wait Sammy <laughs> it's just so crazy <laughs> when he's on his knees like he's like in a cult or shit. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> you so know what? Funny. You know what line uh, hit me for the first time t- today when I was watching it. Uh, you know when when they go to the satellite dish, mm-hmm. Jim Carrey gets up and, and he's talking about how there's no end to the possibilities. Soon, and he says, "Soon your your TV, your computer, and your phone will all be one." And he's yeah. talking about he's talking about playing Mortal Kombat with a friend in Vietnam or watching <laughs> this on one channel, one or the other. And I remember, you know, when first when the movie first came out, it was a funny line, but like, yeah, <laughs> it's, you know, it's that, reality. This man. all happened. This all happened ten years ago, but in 1996, none of that happened yet. So, yeah, just, that it's just, uh, prophetic, right? Like for the time, like yeah. Yep. Um, I actually, you know, talking about that and. Again, maybe it's something I didn't pick up till, you know, watching it again today. But like the ending line that he says, I didn't I never really understood that till I paid more attention to it today. Like the whole uh, somebody's got to kill the babysitter. I always thought he was quoting another movie at the time. But then I realized he was talking about his babysitter. The TV, right? Somebody's got to kill the TV. Yeah, I read that. um, So Judd Apatow actually rewrote the script. Yep. So it was yep. originally written by a guy named Lou Holtz. Was a he was a, a DA in LA, and mm-hmm. he sold the script for a million bucks. Uh, and then, you know, when Jim Carrey reviewed it, he you know he thought it needs to be, they thought it needed to be darker. It was too much of like mm-hmm. a buddy buddy comedy film. So Judd Apatow came in and kind of you know and turned it turned it darker for the for you know for uh, the request of Jim. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that Jim Carrey was insisting on, but they ended up not doing, is he wanted he wanted to die at the end of the movie. He was pretty kind of set on that. Wow. Uh, he, he thought his character should die at the end. They didn't ultimately didn't go with it, but that's what, that's what Jim Carrey wanted. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking about that scene. Um, I mean, yeah, it's a pretty big scene at the end. 
but before that, um, and we talked about a little bit like the karaoke scene and kind of leading that leads up to the the date that she has with Owen Wilson's character. I think mm-hmm. when he finds out, but then before that is when he gets blackmailed. Like, well, not blackmailed, but well, he does because he gets the Polaroid shots taken of him. But he ends up getting uh, you know, caught with a girl, a, a call girl. Uh, uh, call a nice term for a prostitute or a hooker. Uh, <laughs> you think a girl like that would hang out with us if we weren't paying her? Yeah, You're kidding me. Okay. She's your friend. I wish I had friends like that. No, it's my treat. <laughs> it's my treat. So, Tested her out last week and I'm healthy as a horse, not a drip. <laughs> that shit. There is some shit, like I said, like as I get older, as an adult, like I watched this. I was a lot younger, obviously, when I saw this the first time. But I was a fan of Jim Carrey and I still loved it. And now as an adult, like you catch all these like little nuances, like little things that you might not have been familiar with at the time. But like you said, like all that stuff you just said, man, had me dying today. Uh, Just cracking up after I watched it. And (laughs) that whole sign, like (laughs) the the leg, yeah, not a drip. And the, you know, I'm healthy as a horse. Uh, I tried her out last week Uh, (laughs) or I checked her out last week. That's what he said. Yeah. and all those preferred customers all the people there and yeah it's again like the sadistic part like kind of was uh, using those pictures later on when uh they were gonna do porn or password i think right yep uh that should kill me dude but then yeah in the morning he makes the eggs for him they're eating breakfast like you said and then he's like yeah you know it's my treat he's like no he's like what do you mean what do you mean a treat and uh <laughs> That's what he's like. Yeah, like what you said. Do you think a girl like that would pay hang out with us if we weren't paying for it? <laughs> that that was the last straw. That's when things went. That's when things get went out of sad. my house. Yeah. <laughs> I'll fix this, Stephen. Stephen, we're doing so good. I was about to have some juice. It is, there was there's many times to the movie where he's trying to work up the courage to tell him that he just didn't have room for him in his life. Like the back to the medieval time scene, there's there's probably five or six times where he tries to tell him and yeah. then, you know, he gets distracted. And then by the end of the night, you know, they're, they're coming back to his house for a beer. And he's like, oh, that was great. We should do it again next week. So he like he totally flipped him with that with that experience. Yeah, he did. Andy Dick's like, I don't think he's playing, buddy. Get on the horse. Get on the horse. I was like, man, I was thinking to myself. Like, would you really do this shit? Like, you never, like, what if you never ridden a horse before? Who's gonna, like, get on a horse, dude? That shit, that shit was crazy. No one's getting on that horse. That's insane. Oh, no, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I do have a clip, like, uh, another clip I'm gonna play real quick. And, um, yeah, so after that, that's when, um, her name is Robin, right? I think that's his yep. his his ex's name or his current girlfriend's name, but they're taking a break. Um, <clears throat> she goes on a date with Owen Wilson, who's totally like, uh, I feel like he's a, a jerk, dude. And you Slime know, Slime dude, you, you never like seen him play again another different type of character, like from Owen Wilson. Like he's a super nice guy most of the time. Like you see him in other movies and stuff. But um, and here he's like total jerk, like not even listening to her or anything, and. Uh, that shit there's a scene he's like you know so what's your life like hold that thought i gotta go to the bathroom and he's like what's the deal with the chicken or what did he say that? the eggs yeah, had like, a chance to hatch yet yep <laughs> so 
<laughs> Before then, we see Jim Carrey walk into the bathroom in a disguise with a mustache. And he's like, take a break. <laughs> You've been working too hard. Take a break. And um, yeah, they get end up getting into a scuffle. And I didn't want to play the whole scene, but this part I thought was just really funny. Oh, know, peanuts. Hey, Let's do it. Peanuts. Yep. Cleanliness is next to godliness. You're on a big date. You'll need to look your best. That'll take care of the shine. Now, let's pluck those eyebrows. She loves me. She loves me not. She loves me. She loves me. dude <laughs> when he says bit up up some shit like he's like doing scat or some shit yeah i don't i just i don't know if there's anybody else that could play this role i agree with you man uh i i did hear originally that they they wanted chris farley to play that role mhm yeah it was supposed to be chris farley <laughs> And there was a scheduling conflict, so it ended up not working out. I mean, he is a he's a physical comedian, so I could see some of that. But yeah, yeah. But oh man, that that scene kills me too, man. It's like the whole uh, it just starts getting into the jazz vibe of uh, all of a sudden. He's like, this reminds me of D Dizzy Gillespie. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> oh man but yeah like that kind of like is leading us towards like how things are going off the rails already like with the whole like friendship that he's trying to create and um he's almost starting to manipulate this other dude's life in a way where he's getting involved with his girl uh he sneaks into her place um did he did he put a camera in her vent or was he just spying, like when he was running the cable in her place? Yeah, he was just spying. He saw the he saw the birthmark on her shoulder, and he used that later to, uh, you know, to get Stephen to punch him in the face at the, at the dinner. <laughs> so stupid. He slurps in his ear after he says that. It's like so dumb. He's very sexy. <laughs> oh, dude, that that line cracks me up too when uh, when they're at the karaoke the karaoke jam, and. And Steven decides to give him a present. And it's like a lose your lisp in 30 days. Oh. And, just, and Jim, Jim Carrey reads it. And he's, it's Dr. <laughs> Dr. Swears on the bottom. And he goes, Dr. Swears. <laughs> and he, he starts like choking up and crying. And he's like, it is. It is to me. It's a big deal. Like, this, 
this is going to be the best karaoke jam ever. <laughs> he does say that. <laughs> Dr. Swears. He's like, you know, my brother's a speech therapist. He's like, what do you mean? <laughs> oh, the first time. Yeah. On, on the satellite dish. He just goes, so? Dude, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god man there's there's just so many like i feel like now there's just so many quotable moments especially in that film man like that salt peanuts like that's what he's saying right uh for the it's, longest time it's, it's a dizzy gillespie song you can hear yeah. at the end he says it too as a kid i used to think he was saying salty nuts salty nuts <laughs> <laughs> And I used to laugh even harder and shit. Like, <laughs> but then it was like, like now as an adult, like as a parent, I feel like uh, you watch a lot of TV now with subtitles sometimes because kids are sleeping and you can't have the volume all the way up, right? And then you know, like you see that stuff now. Like, okay, you, you see what it's really saying. Yeah, dude, I'm in I'm in headphones from like 8 p.m. to midnight every night. <laughs> it's crazy, man. But yeah, that's how it is. How did he end up taking her to the satellite again? So he took, that's the final scene when he takes her to the satellite. So this is, this is after porno password. Uh, you know, Steven punches him. Everyone kicks, kind of turns against Steven there. Yeah. Uh, and then at some point when he realizes that some, something's wrong, he calls to find out where Robin is. And her mother answers mm -hmm. and says, oh, he went with, she went with Chip something about a super information highway so that's how he knows to go meet them there and that's you know that's that final scene yeah which is like you looking at it now is like really really uh dangerous and he had her he had her at stable gun point right is that what it was <laughs> did he have a state it was a stable gun was not it stable gun yes actually i'm <laughs> laughing yeah i guess neither her nor steven show the best judgment throughout the movie and he kind of is he kind of that's when he goes into kind of a monologue, right? When he's holding like he's holding her hostage and like he's yeah, it's, well, that's when he's talking about uh, I guess what kind of br brought them to where they are now, about mm -hmm. how he was raised by the TV. He learned the facts of life from watching the from facts, the facts of, life. of life. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and what's that, mother? And that's when the helicopter comes and is like, oh, you guys are in a trespassing. Uh, right, and then he's like talking to his mom, yelling at the helicopter. Uh, oh, that's, yes. And I was like, okay, they're showing you now. If you didn't know throughout this whole film, you definitely know now that he's like got some mental issues that he's dealing with uh, when he's calling the helicopter's mom. Just in case you didn't pick up on the, uh, the thirty <laughs> subtle hints throughout the film. <laughs> <laughs> he's. I could be your best friend or your worst enemy. You seem to prefer the latter. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! And yeah, that's uh, he takes a tumble off of the top of this. Uh, it's almost like a what is it like a uh, service ladder, right? Like kind of going all the way up. I think it's the it's the top of the satellite. It's that whatever that that dude is that sticks out that sends the signal. Yeah, and dude, I. I I thought he was going to die the first time I saw that, for sure. Just, like, looking at how high everything was. And then uh, you see what ends up happening. <laughs> and then he goes into, again, um, spoilers, he, he survives after doing a flip. 
off the top and uh ends up landing on on the in, the middle antenna the i guess the node or the big node or whatever that comes out and uh he uh starts going into quoting something he's like i can't remember it was like some show and he's like uh car he's like oh, i got i think i've got a back problem here like uh <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> he gets taken away um, this obviously brings Robin and Steven together closer after going through this. And when he's in a helicopter, the guy's like, you can be all right, pal. And uh, you see the whole whole cycle starting again. <laughs> he finds a new victim. Yeah. He, he's like, do you really mean that? He's like, what? That I'm your pal. <laughs> he's like, yeah, buddy. <laughs> and you see the glimmer in his eye. <laughs> you know, it's, def- it's, it's darker, but... Uh, a comp to this film would be uh what about bob it's like yeah. it's, it's it's a similar you know kind of nemesis you know comedy guy you know i i think obviously this one was definitely uh you know jim carrey was more menacing than uh than bill murray was but you know very yeah very similar movie i had one question though okay. have you ever met anyone like chip before no no way you? Uh, no. I've met people that they don't have that where they they don't pick up that like you're busy or you're not interested, but they'll just keep talking to you, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I've met people like that before. <laughs> Which Chip kind of displays? So well. Yes, yeah. exactly. There you go. The social cues, <laughs> like Chip. <laughs> <laughs> the, the ones that Matthew Broderick is trying throughout the whole movie to put out there and like okay so I understand that like I've I've met people like that before you know um, but yeah never thank god met a stalker like that you know um, I don't know I guess I'm not interesting enough to have been stalked before I'll, I'll work on that <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> alright <laughs> let me uh, let me bring us back to the future man if we could somehow harness this light, channel it into the flux capacitor, it just might work. We're sending you back to the future. Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. So, it's 2022. Do you think there's any modern movies like this at all? None that, uh... Well, you know what? I did watch, uh... I watched a... There was a series... It was another Apple TV series. It had, um... It had uh, Will Ferrell and oh Paul Rudd, Paul Rudd and Paul Rudd, and it, it was along similar lines to where uh, you know Will Ferrell plays this real just kind of straight guy, nice guy, kind of a pushover, and and Paul Rudd comes in and and kind of menacingly like takes advantage of him, and you know he had yeah it, it was similar in some ways. Now that I think about it, now the you know. I don't know if you mm. saw that one. It was I forgot the name of the, I know, the show. I, I, I didn't watched. get to see it. I know, I know what you're talking about, though. Uh, when, I, when I first turned that on, I was like, all right, these two guys, this is going to be hilarious. But it was, you know, it, it wasn't, it the was funny, but door? it wasn't funny. It wasn't, yes, there you go. There you go. Nice. S- similar to why I expected it to just be an outright comedy, but it, you know, it was darker. So, yeah, that's, that's the most similar thing I've seen. Have you ever seen uh, Dinner with Schmucks? Yes. Steve Carell. Yeah, I was like some kind of, kind of. I'm not gonna. It's not like exactly like Cable Guy, but there are some cringe moments in there that, that remind me of it a little bit. 
where there's some uh, like darker moments where they're kind of taking advantage of someone. Um, like Steve Carell's character, obviously. But uh, I'm trying to think of if there's anything else like that. Not really. Not dark. Uh, like, you know, where it has... There's, there's, not ma- there's not many, you know, comedy... There's stalkers. plenty of stalker movies. Yeah, there's not yeah. a comedy stalker movie. You got Hand That Rocks the Cradle and... Uh... Uh, what Cape Cape Fear was it? Was that was that the one I'm yeah. thinking of? Pro, primal yeah. Primal Fear was it? Primal Fear or Cape Fear? The one with uh, De Niro, where he's this crazy Cape stalker. Fear. Cape yeah, Fear. Cape there Fear. Yeah. Cape Fear. Um, single white female. That's like another stalker mm-hmm. movie. The fan with De Niro. Yes. Uh, but comedy wise, yeah, I don't think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Other, other think... than what about Bob? No one's really taking a taking a swing at the at the comedy stalker flick. Yeah, man. And there's nothing like I feel like I think this is why it's a cult classic in a way because I feel like it if there was something like this, which I don't think there is much because it, it kind of has a really good balance of both, in a way where it has like it does have dark humor but there's really good comedy like stuff that just makes you you know laugh really hard because it's Jim Carrey. Um, yeah, it's those it's those like five monster scenes like spaced out throughout the movie and then you know everything in between is. is pockets of yeah of just dark weirdness yeah yeah the uncomfortable stuff <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I, I agree man i don't think there's much like it um and and like you said i don't think that was one of my questions too i don't think anyone else could have pulled this off like you know besides jim carrey so but i, I have to because we have a recast segment so uh, it'll be fun to do that <laughs> <laughs> Um, let me run us into that real quick. Genius! The can's upside down! Don't talk to me like a child! I played Hamlet at Cambridge! Once again, you've ruined my concentration. Excuse me, excuse me, what's, what's my motivation? Recasting a movie? Trust one of us, not some actor. That's it, I am going to my trailer. Alright. So if we were, let's say they were going to remake The Cable Guy, right? Who would we cast in these parts, if we could? Who would you cast as... Maybe Stephen Kovacs might be the easier one to recast right away. Yeah, there's a lot. I think there's a lot of guys that could play the, the straight guy pretty well. I mean, yeah, as I, as I referenced before, that Will Ferrell he's played he's played a, a bunch of movies lately where he plays a great straight guy. Yeah. Like what was it, the, the other guys? There was a couple. Of, you know, he was. Oh man, that's another movie you got to do, man. I love that. I haven't done it yet, but that that shit is hilarious to me. Um, I'm, just, I'm just I'm thinking for Jim Carrey's role, it's like you gotta. I feel like you have the movie has to go kind of maybe darker in a in more serious tone. I don't I don't think you can reproduce that and be successful, you know. Yeah. And and play it the same way he did. I'm trying to like if I if I was a studio exec and I had to do it, they're probably gonna put someone like Kevin Hart to play the cable guy. <laughs> I'm just thinking what's gonna happen. This is like a Tyler Perry jam. This is like Medea. Installs cable. Uh, <laughs> <the> installs cable. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I'm I mean, trying to think of somebody who goes dark pretty well right now. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if up and coming comedians, if we're doing younger people, I could see Seth Rogen maybe playing the straight guy. For sure. For sure. Like the Stephen the Stephen Kovacs guy, and maybe we get his buddy Danny McBride. To play the uh, cable guy. There you go. Right? It's Judd Apatow uh, directed, dude. I think that might work. 
Those are the two right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that might be a good a good combination. Or like you said, you could always do like Will Ferrell and um, almost uh, the same guys from Step Brothers might be pretty funny too. John C. Riley, like. Who's, oh, that's another thing I'm watching. He's, he's great in that <laughs> Lakers, the Lakers show. I don't know if you're watching that on HBO. I need to see it. I heard time. it was good. Yeah, yeah it's, it's to, very good. It. Yeah. I heard it's uh, pretty raw because <laughs> Jerry West is trying to sue for that shit. Yeah, he comes. They, they, I, I, don't, I don't know too much about it, but they, they portray him as a real miserable guy, at least in the beginning <laughs> of the show. Oh, man. Yeah, man. I, I think... Like the other roles, I've, those are definitely the two most important ones. Um, you know, the girlfriend, Leslie Mann. Yeah, everything else is plug and play, right? Those, I mean, those yeah. are, it's a two-man movie. Yeah, exactly. Really, those are the two main ones. Um, if you don't have those two cast right, I don't think the rest of it's going to really work. think it would be remade, though? I, do, I just, I think some things are better left alone, especially... Yeah, you just—I think you get yourself into trouble trying to duplicate what he does. Because there's—I yeah. don't—I don't think there's—I don't—I haven't seen somebody fill in those shoes yet. Yeah, I agree. That man. can and just kind of can take over a scene the way Jim Carrey does. Yeah, some people find it over the top, but I mean, I just—I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's a—I definitely—I think. I think for that reason, it's a cult classic. It's one of those things also kind of a time capsule of the time, the 90s. Um, a lot of people, uh, I almost want to feel like I, it was like the golden age of cable TV at that time, in a way, like in the mid 90s, you know, like the people were still watching like a lot of sitcoms. People were still watching a lot of, you know, um, network TV shows and stuff. Yeah, Seinfeld, Friends, that was the... Uh... Yeah, those are the big shows then. Yeah, man. So, yeah, I think I think that's why also in it lends itself well. Yeah. People are still going to Blockbuster every weekend too. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> For sure, man. It looks like Netflix might be going the way of Blockbuster soon. Yeah, that's crazy. They're losing money, losing a ton. Um. But yeah, man, uh, this was awesome. Is there, would you overall, would you recommend it to people? Cable guy? For sure. For sure. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I'm on that boat too. Definitely check it out. Uh, if it's, uh, if, if you've never seen it before, just uh, go into it. Don't expect anything and just take it for what it is and you'll enjoy it, I think. And uh, yeah, man, that does it. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure, man. It was awesome. Yes, sir. Uh, it was awesome to have Mr. Tickety's on with us. You know, shout out Rutino. Thanks for coming on and talking about that awesome flick, uh, Cable Guy. And uh, yeah, tune in uh, next week as uh, I'm sure we got more content coming at you. Another new series starts, I believe. Yeah, cool. And uh, as always, for now, it's your boy 7C saying peace out, God bless, and playing us out with a track from 1996. Here we go.